So today's date is August 21st, 2022, and we are reading from the big book of AA, pages 97 to 98. Jeff will be our reader, followed by a 20-minute share by Monica. Okay, Jeff. For the type of alcoholic who is able and willing to get well, little charity in the ordinary sense of the word is needed or wanted. The men who cry out for money and shelter before conquering alcohol are on the wrong track. Yet we do go to great extremes to provide each other with these very things when such action is warranted. This may seem inconsistent, but we think it is not. It is not the matter of giving that is in question, but when and how to give. That often makes the difference between failure and success. The minute we put our work on a service plane, the alcoholic commences to rely upon our assistance rather than upon God. He clamors for this or that, claiming he cannot master alcohol until he, his material needs are cared for. Nonsense. Shortest word in the big one. Some of us have taken very hard knocks to learn this truth. Job or no job, wife or no wife, we simply do not stop drinking so long as we place dependence upon other people ahead of uh, dependence on God. Burn the idea into the consciousness of every man that he can get well regardless of anyone. The only condition is that he trusts God and clean house. Thank you for allowing me to serve. Okay, here we go. Um, my name is Darcy, not Monica, and it's Darcy L. I think there's a Darcy G around too. And um, I'm a grateful recovering compulsive reader. I started away in South Jersey in 1987, so this is really special to me. Thanks for asking me, like I mentioned. Uh, the opinions I express here, my perceptions, my explanations, they're mine. They do not represent OA as a whole. So I'm just going to spend about, if I got the timing right, 4.5 minutes on uh, briefly about me. Um, I have been as high as 330 pounds. I've been suicidal in this program. Um, I actually know now that I really was a compulsory reader from birth. I can remember as far back as four, feeling the effect, um, ease and comfort. For me, it was in the form of safety from being full. I always noticed what others were eating, never felt like there was enough. Often fell asleep with wrappers and crumbs in bed. I was ridiculed through grade school, picked on, uh, less for everything but softball, because I could hit the ball. As I got older, I stole money for food. I stole food from the homes I babysat at. I stole candy from stores. I dug food out of the trash. My father was a drunk and we used to roll him when he was passed out and I got money that way for candy. Um, and I used to pass out. Pass out from eating way, way, way too much sugar. Um, okay. So first time I heard about LA was 1979, I came to a meeting and left. The second time was in 1983, I came to a Cherry Hill meeting and left, but I stayed after attending the meeting in uh, November of 1987. I have uh, only left the rooms for two consecutive years out of 34. I wanted the thinner body size that I saw in those rooms in November 1987. I worked with a sponsor through the big book. There wasn't any LA literature at the time. 
Um, my fourth step was based on the seven deadly sins. Um, I lost 124 pounds. I kept it off for almost 12 years. But I did that by depending on meetings and service, lots and lots of group service. I, I rarely let anybody know me. I didn't make phone calls, but I was always helping set the meetings up. I was the literature chair for a long time, and it kept me coming back. I didn't enlarge my spiritual life. I didn't have a spiritual life. I used the group as my higher power people and my food plan. Did not rely on God. Uh, did not work step six to ten. I worked the superficial eleven. I didn't sponsor. So I had like this Chinese menu attitude as to what I was going to do. I moved to North Carolina um, in 1999. And I relapsed on and off uh, for the next 20 years. Uh, but I never left the rooms. I, part of me knew the other was here. Um, I decided gastric bypass would be a good idea. You notice all the eyes, right? I lost 174 pounds. I kept it off for almost seven years, but I picked up my alcoholic foods about uh, three and a half years ago, sugar and fat. And by August 2021, I was back up to 254 pounds. Um, still no reliance on God, only self. I could not stop eating. I had major physical issues, joint issues, balance issues. Um, then a miracle happened. A friend of mine from this meeting texted me the information in August 2021, one year ago, and I started attending this meeting weekly, and I started to feel some hope. I attended the step one workshop with the intergroup sponsors for five weeks, and then the newcomers returning members monthly meeting in November. I put my name out in need of a sponsor. I was desperate, I'm desperate. That night I fell again in my closet backwards and I could not get up. I had to go to the bathroom. I could not get up. I crawled to my bed on my knees, raised my hands in the air and screamed, God help me, I can't do this anymore. Another miracle, surrender. I asked for help. Um, I spoke with a fellow who contacted me from that newcomers and returning members meeting, and we agreed to start working together. You know who you are. Thank you, thank you, thank you. The next day was November 13, 2021. That's when I started the work, and I started using a food plan that the bariatric nutritionist had given me over two years before. The mental obsession was lifted as of that day. Another miracle, a gift, truly really a gift from God. On December 26, 2021, I completed all the steps. Working with my sponsor through the big book. I'm recovered. I have had a spiritual awakening, a personality change. God is doing for me what I cannot and was unable to, no matter how many years I tried, to do for myself. I started uh, carrying the message and sponsoring on January 13, 2022. Uh, nobody told me that sponsoring could be uncomfortable, which was probably good at the time, and um, try to practice these principles in all my affairs. All right, so that was course. Now, onward to the book. Um, catching people up who haven't been around. Um, this is chapter seven, working with others. And it starts with talking 
about step 12 and how it's all about carrying the message and practicing the principles in all our affairs, like I just said. Um, the second part, the, as we move on, finding the prospect and seeing if they want to talk to us. So there's a couple pages on that. Then there's the first meeting. We're told to talk generally and lead into our drinking stories and then qualify for identification. Uh, then we're instructed to go ahead and describe ourselves. The spiritual malady, the physical craving, and the mental obsession, the hopelessness of the disease. And then we offer the solution, the spiritual solution, emphasizing over and over the spiritual aspect of it. And then we outline the program of action. We give them a copy of the book, could be her, a copy of the book and encourage them to read it. Um, and don't spend much more time or push. Uh, the second meeting, if he wants to go through with the 12 steps, you sponsor him. And you offer to be with him in step three and hear his steps. So that brings us to the bottom page 94. For the type of alcoholic. So who is able to, and that just means having the ability and is capable. Um, so at this point, like I mentioned, he's read the big book and he's agreed to be sponsored. The book tells us that little charity in the ordinary sense of the word is needed. Um, and way back then, I believe it was mainly talking about shelter and food. Um, my take is that the word charity is including more. The giving of my time, my experience my love, my patience, my working, helping working through the steps and carrying the message that was carried to me, being an instrument of God, a guide, a channel. I try to remember to pray before meeting with sponsees and asking for the words he wants me to use, um, praying for patience and acceptance of my sponsors just where they are, trying not to control them, uh, pray, pray for his will to be done, not mine. And then I feel like um, I've made a good, good inroads into fulfilling my purpose, which is to be of maximum service to him and to others. Oh, okay. Here we go. Um, so they're on the wrong track. If all they're asking for is their material goods to be met, that's what the books tell us. And we do go to extremes. You know, we're, we're told to do whatever it takes to help others. Um, but for me, I had to pray. I had to use step 11 and pray to ask for God's directions as to, because it says you have to, the giving isn't what's in question, but when and how. I had to ask him for the when and how. Um, I tend to go to extremes. <laughs> Surprise. Addict. Okay. Um, and, and, and to always consider um, family obligations, you know, okay, maybe I want to give some money, but if I need the money to buy food, that's not good. So I had to learn how to set boundaries, especially uh, with my time. Um, all right, and it says if we just give material support, the alcoholic will rely on, on us instead of God. So I try to suggest, I don't suggest, I tell my sponsees that they need to make outreach calls, that they need to develop a posse or a God squad, that I'm, I'm, I'm here for them, but I'm not 
it's not going to be the same relationship after we're done with the steps. Um, sometimes I've called a couple, <laughs> I haven't called my sponsees Velcro, but Velcro is kind of the way I feel it is in the beginning. And then, you know, they use the fellowship. I was saved. I was saved from this disease by an army of you, your, you fellows, helping me when I called, crying sometimes, screaming sometimes, on the way to the hospital for a ruptured appendix. I mean, just making it one day at a time with help, help from God and you guys. Um, we need to remember to give our, our, I need to remember, the book says we need to remember, um, to not give our self only on a service plane for material things, but to um, give on a spiritual plane, to ask God for help with what the next right action is to be. Okay. Next. We simply do not stop drinking so long as we place dependence on other people instead of dependence on God. Um, as I briefly mentioned, I spent years relying not on God, but on me. And then I would rely on one or two people, like my sponsor. You know, I was Velcro. I didn't talk to a whole lot of other people. I hated the phone. And I really didn't like people all that much either. I also, and I idolized certain members, you know, the thin ones. I hung on to every word. A big thing back then was stick with the winners. Um, I wanted to be just like them. I relapsed a lot. I mentioned that because, okay, let me go back. Burn, it, burn, it, burn the idea. Now burn, you know, what does that bring up? For me, it brings up fire. So it brings up how important it is to have the idea that we can get well regardless of anyone. And that the only condition is that we trust God in clean house. I feel like I need to slow down talking. <laughs> I get excited. Okay. Um, I relapsed a lot because I did not trust God. I trusted my idols, my food plan, the thin people, my sponsor, my supreme, or so I thought, intellect and self-knowledge. I am an analyst by trade, and I felt like if I could just gather all the data I could about how to do this, somehow that would work. Well, it didn't. Um, my supremely stubborn self-will, and I, I truly believed that I did not need God, that I did not need a higher power. I only covered for a little over nine months. Um, God's helped me release over 82 pounds. And this has happened because I know God today. I've let God in. I trust him. Uh, God rescued me from this disease. My faith grows daily as I clean house. So, how do I do that? I work step 10, which is, uh, as we know, a roll-up of 4 through 9. I do my nightly reviews and spot check inventories. I share 10 steps with others. Remember, I never did that. And... Um, I admit when I've wronged or harmed someone, I make amends when needed. 
I ask for God's forgiveness through working the steps, especially, I would say especially eight, I forgave finally myself. Um, I embrace, embrace step 11. And I seek God in prayer and meditation. One of my favorite meditations is breathing in. He needs to increase. Breathing out, I need to decrease. My selfish ego needs to decrease. Um, another one is to crawl into God's hands and just listen. It's silent meditation that has got me to the relationship I am with God today. I hear God in the silence. For me, God is in the silence. I'll never understand God. But I know he loves me, forgives me, and will never abandon me. He's given me the grace to have a life today that I, I could never have imagined. I try to pray throughout the day. I follow the Upon Awakening in the Big Book. I carry the message and try to practice these principles in all my affairs. I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect with any of this. Um, I ask him for help on what needs to be corrected. Um, one of the things I am 100% perfect about is the fact that I know to the bottom of my soul and heart that I am powerless and need God as much as I need air to breathe. I was uh, truly gifted with that gift of desperation. I wanted to die. Okay. Uh, finally, cleaning house also includes for me daily humble prayers to God to help me live in the characteristics, the personal characteristics of God's will, not mine, uh, some of which are love and tolerance of others. All of my, pretty much all of my character defects revolved around others. And I was horrible. So, okay, tolerance of others, forgiveness, humility, patience, gratitude, helping others, interest in others, taking action, good deeds, trust. Doing this kind of service. This kind of thing scares the living SHIT out of me. And um, my first sponsor in the beverage program told me never to say no to service. And damn if that isn't the first thing I thought of when I was asked. Okay. Um, and to remove my character defects, I pray to ask God daily to remove my character defects, um, which are my personal characteristics of self, self-will, some of which are intolerance for others and myself, impatience, resentment, in, uh, self-righteousness, self Fishness, and thank you to my friend Kim. I was made aware of arrogance, self-seeking, dishonesty, pride, gluttony, fear, and it goes. It goes on and on. I get so much out of the. Uh, I get so much out of sponsoring something that I never did, and watching and watching the growth, the growth of the sponsees, and seeing them change in front of my eyes. I think the big book says somewhere it's an experience you do not want to miss. 
I'm also growing in with a better understanding of the big book. This is the first time from, since 1987 that I worked the steps through the big book. And it's, it's become my favorite, favorite thing. I feel useful. I have a purpose. I'm not alone. Okay. Miracles are everywhere in my life today. I have a miracle journal. I write them. I don't want to forget them. Ever. It's all God's miracles. I've had a spiritual awakening, as I mentioned, a personality change. I had been transformed from an actively dying, compulsive overeater who lived in fear, self-will, selfishness, dishonesty, a person who hated and distrusted God, disliked people and myself, to one who relies daily, sometimes minute by minute, on God and you people, the army, who is no longer ashamed to exist, who believes that my past is my biggest asset, and it got me to where I am today. Happy, joyous, and free from the bondage of self and compulsive overeating. God rolled away from my heart the stone of the prejudice, the prejudice that I just would not trust him or forgive him. That's it. Thank you for listening.